I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around. And now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it? With no investors and without an Ivy League degree, this podcast is going to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. Boom, people. Welcome back to the show. Today, we're going to talk about my top seven books that absolutely changed my life and helped me make over $8 million by age 26. Now, most of these books I have read multiple times and this order I'm about to present to you, there's no specific order of like, I love this best. I tried to rank them, but they're all different in different ways and I've changed my life. So with that, let's hop into number seven, Think and Grow Rich. Now, this is a classic book. If any of you guys have seen entrepreneur stuff, everybody touts this book as one of their favorites, so I won't talk about it too long. Written by Napoleon Hill, he went out in the early 1900s, interviewed a number of the titans of industry and asked them how they thought about money. What was their psychology of money? And it was very interesting what he came up with. Now, for me, one of the biggest takeaways I took away from Think and Grow Rich was this. Naturally, I'm a very indecisive person. I, don't, I have a hard time making decisions. In the book, he tells a story. There's a general that was put into a brand new position as general. And there was two courses of action, two decisions that had been debated for years on what this army group should do. So day one, the general gets in, he's presented with both these opinions and he looks through both of them. And without thinking much, apparently in the first day or two, he just decided to pick one and go with it. And the other guy who was pitching the other side came to him and was furious. General, you haven't seen all the facts. We've debated this for years. How could you make a decision in such haste? You probably should think through this for a couple months and make a decision. And that general said, it sounds like both these decisions are very good. Both would have a positive outcome. The biggest mistake we can make is by making no decision at all. Indecisiveness will hurt us because if we don't make a decision, we just stay still. We need to just pick a course of action and go with it. And in the book, he says he interviews all these wealthy people and there was a common thread through all of them that wealthy people could make decisions quickly and once they make that decision, they stick to that course of action. When I first read that when I was 21 years old, I was very indecisive. I had a hard time making decisions on what to do and I had to rewire my brain to say, okay, I have a decision to make. I, I've looked at the options. I'm gonna make a decision and just go with it because the time wasted and the mental headspace that I would have making the decision is gonna hurt me more than making the wrong decision. That one thing absolutely changed my life. Check out Thinking Grow Rich. All right, coming down to number six. And these books are all in different categories. It's hard to put them in order and they've helped me in so many different ways. But number six, nonetheless, is Oren Claff flip the script. This book talks about the psychology of pitching and selling people on your ideas. And essentially the idea of flipping the script on the person you're pitching, instead of you pitching your ideas and having dragging them into your ideas, flipping the script where you get the person pitching you on why you should allow them into your deal or into your product. You ever had that happen before where you feel like you're selling them on why they should accept you? Some schools do this right there. They are selling you on why they should accept you in they should allow you to pay them $80,000 a year, right? They've done the flip the script strategy on you. Incredible book. Oren Claff is an incredible pitch man. I love that book. And number six comes 
flip the script with Oren Claff. Number five, we bring it into another marketing book by Mr. I couldn't leave, I couldn't have a list without Mr. Russell Brunson. I love Russell Brunson. His book, Expert Secrets, is on my top five. So number five coming in is Expert Secrets. This book is incredible. Russell did a great job of compiling a decade of information down to a few pages and walking through how to build a tribe, build a community, build a following, and essentially build an online product. Expert Secrets is one of the main reasons that we launched Investment Fund Secrets. Investment Fund Secrets would never have existed as, as you see it today without Expert Secrets. Expert Secrets walks you through the design behind information products, how to build a great tribe, a community, how to market that community to other people, how to build a message around it, how to stake a flag. The reason we have the Wall Street Rebel tag was for us to say, you know what? We are the anti-traditional Wall Street. We're the Wall Street Rebels. Let's put a flag in the sand. This is where we our line is. We are the degenerates. We're the people that unconventionally launch funds. That whole concept was rooted when I first read Expert Secrets. I've read that book a number of times. It's absolutely changed my life. And if you're interested in starting a online type of business that's gonna have a community, a core product similar to ours with Invest Fund Secrets that has an information style product, Expert Secrets should be on the top of your list. All right, we're flying through these. Number four, this book I read once a year. This book is one of my favorites. It's absolutely changed my life, how I deal with other people. It's helped me with personal development, how I influence and, and react. And, and I need to read it every year because I have to update because I, I fall back into old habits. This book is how to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Another classic book. It's been around for, it feels like, over 100 years. And by the way, if you know, if a book's been around for over 50 years and people are still talking about it, there's probably something to it. This book is absolutely incredible. The first time I heard about this book, I went to, if you guys have heard my story, I, uh, I grew up in a you know relatively average home. My dad, I started six businesses in, my, in college. My dad says, go meet with one of my successful business partners. This guy can really help you out. I go meet this guy's huge mansion. I didn't know, I'm like, man, who, who's my dad's business this is when I learned my dad was running a big fund. And uh, this is how I, I came to learn about the fund world. And as you guys know my story, I, I was in college. I started, my dad taught me about funds. I went and I had this idea for funds. I went and pitched my dad because apparently my dad had all the secret money that I didn't know about. And anyways, my dad said no, kicked me out of the, <laughs> kicked me out. And he said, you got to go learn this on your own. I went and launched my first fund at age 22 years old and then launched a second fund at age 24. And now we're launching two more funds. Anyways, it's, it's pretty fun. You guys can watch other videos on my story. But that original meeting, when I first learned about the secrets of the wealthy, the secrets of the rich, how it all worked, I also was introduced to a book by that gentleman. He said it was one of his favorite books of all time was How to Win Friends and Influence People. This guy was one of the most well-networked people I've ever met. And he had you know connections to anybody you'd ever want. And he said that one of my biggest secrets is I read this book every single year. It helps change how I interact with people, how I help people, how I motivate, how I... Just be a, you know, win friends and influence people. It's in the title. It's an incredible book and ultimately helps me live a happier life. When I follow some of the things it talks about in here and it talks about being nice and friendly to everyone. There's a reason why certain people always get discounts. There's a reason why certain people always get, uh, they don't get tickets or parking tickets or, or traffic stops. There's a reason that some people always can get into backstage passes and just are lucky. And no, it's not because they're blonde and have big boobs or something like that. It's because they've learned the things that he talks about in this book. And he goes, it's not by chance it's because certain people, this is like a muscle that they use. And because they're good at talking to people and becoming friends with random strangers, 
they get lucky and happen to get all these perks and other things that go on in their life. One of my favorite books of all time, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Incredible book coming in at number four. All right, coming in at three and two. It's kind of actually one book put together, but I'm gonna say three and two. Again, this list is whatever. Incredible book. So I was first introduced to this book one of the wealthiest people I know, a gentleman, we sat down, um, kind of a mentor of mine. He said, Bridger, you have to read this book. And he said, it's, it's changed how I invest. It's changed how I think about the world. It has changed my whole perspective on macroeconomics. He says, Bridger, this is a, a deep book. It's written by a guy who's very intense on geopolitical uh, and macroeconomics. And he said, but if you can get through it, I think you'll gain some huge principle. So the book is the two books actually written by the same guy, Peter Zahan, Accidental Superpower and Disunited Nations. Two of my favorite books of all time. Let me talk you through these books. So Accidental Superpower and Disunited Nations. Accidental Superpower was written in 2013. Disunited Nations was written in 2020. And Disunited Nations is kind of the updated version of Accidental Superpower. But the thesis is this. The first half of the book, Peter goes through and describes why superpowers became superpowers. And he goes through different mechanics of things that caused them to become a superpower. And one of the biggest things he points out is geography. This is something that I've never really realized, but he goes through all of these ancient superpowers, the Egyptian empire, the Roman empire, the Dutch, the British empire, China. He goes through, then and ultimately goes through the United States. Why? Because of just geography the United States and all these other superpowers became superpowers. And a few things that he points out was this. So he says, number one, there's, you have to have, as far as geography goes, well, number one, obviously very strong leadership. You have to have a strong military, that kind of stuff, but that is rooted out of a few things. Number one is deep water navigation. If a country can navigate deep waters, like Portugal and Spain did, they could navigate around the world. Britain was able to do this. The Dutch, the Egyptians were able to have uh, up and down the rivers, all this kind of stuff. You can move and trade huge sums and quantities at a very efficient rate because you can carry, a, you know, a thousand apples in a cart or in a handbag, or you can carry, you know, 30,000 apples on a barge with very little work. You kind of follow along. So deep water navigation. Now, the second one that goes along with it, all of these superpowers have something in common. They all have deep water natural ports. And those goes through river systems and ocean ports. Germany has uh, multiple rivers that run directly through Germany. Obviously, Britain, Spain, Egypt has the Nile, which is very deep. And he goes, it's very interesting about Africa. So he goes, the play, the reason why Africa has never really, and especially the West coast of Africa has never really been a superpower is because of deep water ports. So when you think about a bay, you think about, think about like the Bay area or any type of port you've ever seen, they typically have land masses that protect their boats. So you can, as a harbor, you can park a boat inside. If a big storm comes up, it's not gonna thrash these boats against rocks, all that kind of stuff. These natural ports are a huge, massive reason why some countries thrive. So an example he gives is he goes, the west coast of Africa, it's like 5,000 miles, or that whole west coast of Africa has three natural ports, meaning there's a rock formation or landmass where you can have a natural deep water port. He goes, the west, or excuse me, the east coast of the United States has 29. Think about the difference of that, right? And how that affects an economy. And if you look at all major cities today are based off of a deep water port, right? And so he goes through all these, these different reasons of why certain countries, just by geography, 
have huge advantages over other countries. And he kind of ultimately comes to the United States. And he says, the United States is, if you could not design a better geography for a country. He goes, you have two coasts. Both coasts have dozens and dozens of ports on them. I didn't know that's the East Coast. The United States have a, has a whole island chain across the entire East Coast, which protects the East, East Coast from big storms and, and creates essentially natural harbors. Texas, inside of around Florida, Texas alone has, I believe, 25 ports in Texas, okay? Additionally, in the United States, you have two oceans, right? So you can have different ports on both sides. You have all of your grain and means of production of food at the center of the country. So it's protected against wars and other things. Additionally, you have a deep water river, the Mississippi River that runs directly through the heart of the country. And you can send big ships up the Mississippi to get grain from the middle to dis disperse throughout the rest of the country. And he goes, then he goes through oil fields and all these different things of why the United States is the most perfect country for this. I could talk about this book for an hour straight. It's really fascinating. He, he talks about the United States as, um, as far as, uh, you know, external trading partners. Cause a lot of people go, well, China, you know, all this blah, 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 all this stuff. He goes, in reality, uh, China accounts for, I believe less than 20% of all of our foreign trade is with China. 60, I believe over 60% of our trade happens, external trade happens with Mexico and Canada. 60% happens with Mexico and Canada, 20% happens with China. And he goes, in reality, we could cut off China and move all production to Mexico and or Canada and we would be just fine. Yeah, it would hurt a little bit, but other countries like China would be way worse off. China is way more dependent on the United States than the United States is on China. It's very, very interesting. He also goes through the Bretton Woods. Okay, so Bretton Woods way back after World War II, the United States said that we would be the world superpower to monitor the waters. We would pay for a Navy. And he goes, a Navy is a luxury. Having a Navy is very expensive and it's a luxury. And everybody else in the, in the world said, great, we would love for you to monitor the waters, right? The United States, I believe as today, and I might be wrong on this, has a combined 15 aircraft carriers. And, and an aircraft carrier, by the way, if it leaves port, an aircraft carrier takes, I think it's 11 ships with it. You have to have a submarine and battleships. It's a whole group that leaves. Anytime a, a supercarrier leaves a port, it has like 15 ships with it. We have 15 of those. The combined world has 11. Combined world. That's how much power the United States has just in its Navy. Now, China has invested a lot of money into a Navy, but still not into the supercarrier division. We, we, by power standpoints, we beat them nine times out of 10. As far as groups and battle groups and power throughout the world, um, now, China has done stuff in the South China Sea, and he goes through that as well. He also talks about China's uh, one-child policy. Anyways, I could talk for an hour about this. Very interesting. A very in-depth two books, Accidental Superpower and Disunited Nations. He walks through this, and he, and he goes through It's very intense. He goes through the Kazakhstan. He goes through Tibet. He goes through India. He goes through uh, East Africa. He goes through West Africa. He goes through the Middle East. He goes through Europe. He, I mean, it's, it's an intense book, but very insightful a lot of detail, and you can grab a lot of things out of there about macroeconomics. If you read Ray Dalio's book recently, The World Changing Order, that's, that's a, a small taste of what you would get out of these two books, Accidental Superpower and Disunited Nations. I would probably start with, uh, well, Disunited Nations is kind of the updated version. I'd probably do that one first, but both books 
are fantastic. All right, coming in at number one, this is hard for me to do. So I, I this, the, all these books are a, a very influential in my life. This book that I'm going to bring at number one, this is the reason and how we launched Investment Fund Secrets. We followed this book to a T to launch Investment Fund Secrets. This book also gave me huge strategies on how to pitch investors in my fund, psychology of selling, the back end, similar to flip the script, but more of the psychology and mental triggers that go into selling and pitching. The book is coming in at number one, Launch by Jeff Walker. It's a short read. It goes through Jeff Walker's launch strategies specific to information products. He talks about, if you guys have seen any of us ever do a webinar where we, and this is how, by the way, our first weekend, we made $144,000 because of what we learned inside of launch. What we did was on our, uh, we had set, made this, built this little list that Jeff Walker has instructed us to do. We had a break even funnel. We led this all up to launching our first mastermind group. And what we did was we kind of teased everybody. We did his pre-launch cycle, which he has where you send out videos and things that are what you're going to talk about. You set up a webinar day. So we did a pre-launch structure all the way up to a Thursday on this particular Thursday. It was, it was a uh, February 20th, 2023, like almost three or four weeks before COVID hit. Okay. We did a webinar. We had about 200 people hop on live. They came on live. We did, we followed the exact structure, what he talked about to talk on a webinar at the end of the webinar. By the way, during the webinar, we had so much engagement. We actually broke, we used a software called webinar jam. It broke three times. It got glitching out and breaking. We ended up moving everybody over to a different channel on zoom. We still had, I mean, people were we were like, it was bad. They still moved over with us. It was this whole thing. We, um, at the end of the thing, we, we pitched our new program. We had a mastermind program for $2,000. We pitched it. We said, you guys are going to build this with us. We're going to help people launch funds. And, um, we opened cart. Okay. Uh, live, I believe we had 35 people buy live, which was amazing. We made about $70,000 live. Then there he talks about, that was a Thursday, the Friday and Saturday, you sent out email reminders, Sunday night at midnight, you have to close the cart. So that's what we did. We said, okay, we'll close the cart. Over that weekend, we made $144,000 from people buying our program, coming in. And from there, it was incredible. And by the way, the results we've had since that program is outstanding. We've had multiple funds get over $10, uh, over $10 million. One fund that has $2.5 billion dollars in it that joined in that one of those original groups. We have a number of other funds that are near close to hundred million dollars each. It's been phenomenal. And people, we have one of the top 1% of all courses ever. It all started from Jeff Walker's launch. We do now I do the same thing for launching a fund. I follow the same principles, uh, launching a new products, new softwares, all the stuff we do. We follow the exact same thing to a T with Jeff Walker's launch coming in at number one. Now coming in at number zero, oh, bonus round. Um, <laughs> I'm actually a very religious person. I love reading religious books. This is kind of a bonus side note, but if I would highly recommend reading religious books, I think it taps into a whole nother side of things. I'm Christian. I love reading the Old Testament, New Testament. I also love reading the Book of Mormon. If you read that book, an incredible religious book, which has absolutely changed my life, changed the way I think about things, the whole nine yards. A few other religious books. C.S. Lewis puts out incredible religious books as well. I think they're incredible to listen to and read. So that's kind of a bonus round for my other favorite books as well. Speaking of funds, if you guys want to learn how to start a fund or scale a fund, we have other videos here that you guys can go check out and watch. Thank you so much. Let me know your favorite books below in the comments. Maybe I have to go check some of them out. Let me know why you love that book. I love to act. I love to read new books. So let me know below in the comments what your favorite books are as well. Thank you so much. And I'll see you next episode. Bye.
Hey, hey, it's Bridger here. I have four free and simple ways I can further help you to scale your business or fund. Number one, I have a YouTube channel with actually, I don't, to toot my own horn, I think it's decent content on there. Go check it out. Bridger Pennington is a YouTube channel. We go very deep on funds. Number two, I have a one hour free training at investmentfundsecrets.com. We go very deep into how to actually start and scale your very own fund from ground zero. Number three, you can join our free private Facebook group of like-minded people like me and you that go out and launch and scale funds. I go live in there once a week. The name of the group is Investment Fund Secrets. And then number four, finally, I have a free PDF guide on how to actually launch and scale your fund. If you go to investmentfundsecrets.com slash guide, you can download that guide. Now, finally, people always ask me, Bridger, can you help me one-on-one? Can we work together? Yes, I don't wanna talk about that on here, but if you wanna learn more, message me, Bridger at investmentfundsecrets.com or just DM me on Instagram. Thank you guys, and I'll see you in the next episode.